Welcome back to another episode of Hellbound History, where we talk about terrible people and terrible situations, both worthy of going to hell. I'm your host, Lainey. And I'm your host, Jordan. Hello, my friend Jordan. Welcome back to another episode with me, your host. Not you, just me. Me, the host, Lainey, and not Jordan. I love the whole intro you just did. It was full of energy and pep, even though we're doing this at like 7.30 at night. <laughs> yes, y'all, this is this is the dedication we got. We know that we've been slack-a-lacking, and we have not been able to record on Sundays because we are busy people with busy problems and busy situations and probably all worthy of going to hell itself. So, Whoa. Hold yeah, on. Our situ- <laughs> rewind a little bit uh no i just been really busy jordan's been busy so it's been hard for us to record on sundays and so now we decided um this time we're just gonna record on thursday to kind of get get some episodes out there for you guys to listen because it's freaking halloween month it's spooky month oh my and how can we not have any any episodes in october that would be absolutely ridiculous it would absolutely be absolutely ridiculous it would be like that Spooky no, month no, is our can't. month. I'm sorry, other places that think spooky month is your month. It's our no, month. No, We've already, yeah, month. yeah, it's our month. We claimed our it. Month. We claimed it. We are, I put a stamp on it. I'm sending yeah. it. Um, and speaking of spooky month, uh, I got my nails done today and I just wanted to show you real quick. They're, oh, they're oh. it inspired. Oh, <laughs> I like yeah. it. Okay, so Thanks. you guys says, can't see it, but she's got like blood splatter. Yes. Yes, I do. I do have blood splatter because oh. I'm going to Bangor, Maine, where it, the Stephen King book, is based off of. The town is Derry, but it's based off of Stephen King's hometown called Bangor. I'm going there for Halloween, so I gotta have my it nails, yo. Yo, you are like that Stephen King official fan. Like, yeah, I know, I, I know, mean, one of your I goals thought. is to read all of his books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So that that is completely appropriate. Yes. Uh, I'm about to start Misery, and I'm stoked. I remember you telling me about Misery a little bit, and I was like, huh. And then um, I didn't realize that uh, what's that one on Netflix right now? That uh, The Stand, or no, that's HBO. Uh. I'm- the world there's in the tall grass and Gerald's game. I think those are two. I think of his short stories. I didn't are... know Gerald's game was Stevens King. I didn't know that. I watched. Yeah, it's a short story, I believe. Or yeah, I'm pretty sure. Is it Midnight Mass that I'm thinking of? Oh, that's not Stephen King. That's not Stephen King. Oh no. wow! I thought I was under the impression that. It was based off of something Stephen King wrote. I don't, be- I don't believe so. Nothing I'm aware of. But the Midnight Mass, Ricky and I are actually watching that. But Midnight Mass is actually from the same people from House on Haunting Hill. Yeah, Mike Flanagan, right? I think that's his. I name. have no idea. His wife is Theo, and I was like, "Damn, girl, like get it, Theo." Yeah, the girl that put wears the gloves. That's like the director's wife. Oh, from okay, Hill House. Yeah. She, she's in. Yeah, she's in Midnight Mass. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I want. That's an interesting dynamic to be directed by your husband. Um, I would not. No, you no, wouldn't do it. I, I'd be like, 
you. <laughs> you can bleep that out, Jared. But I'd be like, you, you're gonna tell me what to do? No, I'm just joking. If my, if Ricky was like a freaking famous director, of course I would take his criticism and whatnot. But I wouldn't like it. You will. <laughs> yeah. She's put her hands on her hips I and pouted and like was like, mm. mm, um, I don't like it. So this one. So I'm going to be your storyteller today. Yes, she is. I'm very excited because um, I like saints. Uh, it's a weird thing. I know. Science? Not science. Saints. I like science. Don't give oh, me. Saints. Saints. Are you saying saints or science? Saints. We're, we're saints. We're, okay. We're, you, you ca- for, uh, ugh, don't ask what to like. You have all these like weird little interests. So I, I thought you were saying science. So I thought it was going to be some kind of like weird science story. But then it, but then like you're, you like turned your head. So I don't know if the mic caught it. Oh, okay. And so it sounded like you said science. And so, <laughs> oh, okay. And you can keep all of this in, Jared. Oh, no, Jared, please, please. No, no, keep it in. Okay, <laughs> saints. Yes, I know you have a fixation on saints we can process that and talk about that at a later time <laughs> off camera but yes i know jordan loves her saints i do i do i do <laughs> you you called it a fixation oh gosh <laughs> um hey i did a pope story you okay? did it made me very so, happy okay if you go listen to our pope benedict story uh i loved i loved it i pope benedict yeah isn't that his name no pope Pi- <laughs> benedict oh wait Benedict. Why am I thinking Benedict? I don't know. It's definitely not that. Oh wow. Okay. Well, Wait. Aren't aren't there like eggs Benedict? Yeah, there is, is the eggs Benedict. Are they like why? Okay. Wherever. We'll okay. Well, anyway, eggs Benedict. One day. <laughs> Anywho, I like freaked out over the story because I know about it or I've heard about it. Um. So and also I've done a story about one of our youngest saints, uh, Saint Maria. Mm. Um, so I actually want to do the youngest saint and um, old fans of ours will oh. remember this story. OK, 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 OK. You know which one I'm talking about. Yes. Um, so this is a, 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 a redo. This is a redo. It's a redo. Ooh. Okay, so okay, but again, like I always say, like I always look, I always like the redos, honestly, because we get more information. Oh now, yes, you know, like so. There's, I don't know, I get more information because, like, I know the story a little bit. Of course, I forget because I have short-term memory loss, but I get added stuff because we get to do more research on top of the mm-hmm. research we already have. So it's exciting. Okay, cool. I'm stoked. I'm yeah, stoked. yeah. Okay, so um. Yes, so St. Agnes, uh, obviously Lainey has heard of St. Agnes before. Um, For those that haven't, St., something that, you know, if someone is uh, established a saint, that basically means that people felt that this person in particular, whatever they went through, uh, established kind of um, more it's worthy. Yeah, like, it's, it's worthy, and not only that, it's it's they survive something that seems to instantly kill like other people. So, like Saint Maria, at one point, I remember you saying, "Wow, like I'm surprised she's not dead at this point because of mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. she's gone through." And so that actually plays a part in how they select 
you know, that sanctification process is how they do it a little bit. Um, they look into it. They uh, try to see like, OK, this horrendous act happened. Uh, how how do they act in life? How did mm-hmm. uh, stuff happen after they died and what did they go through? And so that is another thing. And so our story begins in about like the fourth century uh, Rome. So it would be about... 304 AD. Dang. Yeah. So um not is a like a lot known about Agnes. Um, one, we know that she comes from some type of Roman royal family. And when you go through it, you have to kind of shift through historical documentation and then of course the legends. Um so this is kind of one of those stories where you'll find legend mixes with like historical fact. So Agnes was born to this family. There's not really much known about them. And they uh, they basically wanted to extend their family like all royal families do. Uh, they want to marry off their daughter. They want to go mm-hmm. give her to mm-hmm. a prince. And Agnes at the time for being so young, um, she got really into Jesus. And so this is 300 and like four years after like, you know, Christ. Jesus, yeah. yeah. So um, at this time, kind of like the Romans at a certain point afterwards, because remember Romans persecuted Christians, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, So the Romans at a certain point in history decided that, okay, well, we need to be like friends with the Christians because they're obviously having like this huge impact in like our society. So maybe we should be friends with uh, those that follow this religion. And like Romans were kind of divided at this. They were like, no, we should keep our paganistic kind of um, hole that we have where we worship different types of deities, uh, you know, and they didn't really like that people were considering going with the enemy just because it was odd. I mean, they heard the story of how Romans persecuted Jesus. And so all of a sudden people are like, you know, maybe I'm maybe thinking Christians aren't that bad. So Rome is in this state of flex. And Mm -hmm. Agnes is kind of at the end of this flex because she is when this incident takes place, you are um, in an area where people are kind of starting to side with you. And that's how she's starting to get exposed to this stuff, actually, is because there are some Romans that are like, OK, you can build a church here. You can go to our government and like build this church. You can you can do this. And so um, the Romans that weren't about it, uh, those are the ones that went to such extreme lengths uh, to kind of smush that they didn't like it they didn't they they were like oh god we got to like treat people equals and be nice and it's not about it so when agnes's family is trying to sell her off she's just not about it she just says like mom dad uh i i'm married to jesus in my heart which you know i don't think honestly i don't think if i was like 12 i would be like I'm married to Jesus in my heart. I would never say yeah, that. 
Probably not. But there, I mean, I'm going to keep my opinions about like religion to myself. You know what I mean? Um, Because I mean, like they're they're my opinions and Mm -hmm. everyone's entitled to their own opinion for sure. Uh, But I mean, I have heard like kids and stuff kind of talk like that. But it's also kind of just their surroundings and what they're hearing from their parents and everything. But for a child to be so fixated on Jesus and to really devout, you know, just... Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Yeah. And um, that's kind of what stood out for the family. And I think that's what stood out for a lot of people is because she is so young. Now, Maria is like 13-ish. And so Agnes beats her by about a year, Um, you know, being of Roman nobility and raised in this kind of early Christian family. you know, it, it, it was weird for them because I think the family thought like she'll get out of this or I think people thought like, OK, she'll change her mind eventually because she's just 12. Like she'll she'll listen to the right people eventually. And so um, being so beautiful from this wealthy family, uh, she had a lot of suitors like of really high rank. Um, these these suitors are um, not happy because they so get like backhanded treatment from her. Like they'll come and approach her and she doesn't want to have suitors. So she kind Mm -hmm. of backhands, puts her faith right in front of them and says like, listen, I'm not like, I'm not interested in you. You know, I don't want to get interested in this. I'm only interested in Jesus Christ. I only want to know about the Heavenly Father. I want to be a virgin for the rest of my life. You know, she's throwing these terms around and these suitors are just kind of like, this is odd. Um, So because people are in that flux of Christianity where they're like, should we, should we not? Um, The people, and there were more so the suitors that were geared towards Agnes, uh, the ones that weren't so faithful Christian wise and, you know, whatever, uh, they actually wind up submitting her name as like mm. a report to say like, hey, this girl is trying to teach, you know, Christianity and she's she's being very prevalent about it. Um, wow. Yeah. So the being reported it's it's you know i mean it's why we marched in the women's march on october 7th and you know it's like the reporting of people who are against nazism in germany like when you get reported they really like to kind of just really exaggerate um the punishment that follows. So Agnes being reported there were roman officials that came to the house and you know they knock and they asked for Agnes to come out. Mm-hmm. And the family, which is horrible, they don't seem to put up much of a fight. I can't really find a lot of information about how the family responded. But all we do know is that these Roman officials that came to come arrest her are able to. And I, and I reading the story of her, I just think to myself, how could you let your... 12 to 13 year old child a child not even a teenager mm-hmm. like the that's pre- a child yeah just a child um be taken away 
by these Roman officials, they know what's going to happen. Everybody knows what happens if you get reported by Romans during this time. This is like the flux. And so they go, they take Agnes. And so different things kind of play out. So this is where the legends come into play. And so obviously some of this stuff is not true, exaggerated, or could be symbolic of something that may have happened. So please take it with a grain of salt. The first act that they talk about is that they drag Agnes out and they force her to strip. And that was something that... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. So they force her to strip because in this mindset, they're like, okay, so if you're going to be this holy, pious woman, we're going to basically force you to be everything that you don't want to be it is so sad so they force her to strip naked this 12 year old yeah i was gonna say she's 12 years old and they basically kind of want to like you know cersei lannister her drag her through the streets and have people yell at her because when people see agnes being pulled around the streets naked, they don't realize that, you know, oh, this is a 12-year-old girl who just didn't want to be married and, you know, whatever. They see it as this girl must have committed some type of crime of Christianity, you know, like she's something that has is so offensive that the Romans, like, you know, their government has to step in and say something. So people obviously jump in and start like yelling profanities at her. And she's just like a kid and she's scared. She's obviously scared, but she mm-hmm. she holds her ground and she's she's stepping through the feet. She's naked. People are throwing stuff at her, yelling obscenities, you know. Some people try to say that when she was being paraded through the town naked, that her hair started to grow. And um, I have heard of this kind of phenomenon where people will alter the story of something that historically happened because Mm -hmm. they're not happy with what happened to the yeah. person mm-hmm. in real life. So, for example, mm-hmm. uh, they make it, him like, to be more of like a martyr or a good person, or if it's kind of fitting the narrative of even being a worse person than they actually are, whatever narrative they're trying to achieve, that's mm-hmm. how they twist it. Yes, exactly. Like Anastasia. Everybody knows that Anastasia oh. didn't survive her mm-hmm. execution. That's- the uh, Romanoffs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Yeah, that, that's yeah. a whole other story. That's a... Yeah. It's a sad story. Very, it... very sad story. But the... Yeah, exactly. You make an excellent point. The movie Anastasia kind of changes that narrative. So when people say, oh, Anastasia was a real person, they think that in some way... That's the story of Anastasia, right? Obviously, there's some yes. kind of like other things that happen that are not humanly possible, but they don't understand that, no, that story is like not at all it just has the name anastasia beautiful wow you get it you got it awesome so that's what i think happens here with agnes i think the people just didn't want to see the end in the death of a girl be so atrocious and so that's why i kind of i feel like somewhat happens because i mean there were with the anastasia thing there i've I've met people that say like oh anastasia is so alive and it's one of those kind of legends and myths that produces out of people's desires mm-hmm. to not see somebody go through this horribleness. So 
you know, people start saying like, oh, her hair started covering um, her body. You know, that could be just a reaction to not finding it okay to have a child dragged through the streets naked. And then there were sexual attempts towards her. Um, Roman officials would obviously try to take away what she valued. So that would be like, like, you know, like sexual assault and rape. They would try to do that. So some of the legend tries to say that they were struck blind uh, the second that they uh, try to touch her or look at her in that way, mm-hmm. which I, I, you know, I can see that being somebody who orally is trying to tell them like, Maybe people who looked at her try to look away. I mean, there are so many interpretations you can get from saint stories that you have to be smart enough to digest what is real, what isn't. So, like, the struck blind thing to me seems more of someone trying to explain. Like, maybe they didn't want to look at her. Maybe they didn't want to, you know, maybe people were, like, yelling obscenities mm-hmm. about wanting to do stuff. You don't know. Um so they they wind up leaning her all around town. She's covered in like junk from people just throwing stuff. She's probably crying. She, you know, it, it's it's uncomfortable. And they lead her to like this fire pyre setup where there's the the basically the the long pole, and then all the hay and all the sticks. And she's on a platform, and uh, people are around. They're chanting. They're basically like kill her. And they're saying this to this child and they're like chanting and they're all and you can just see like this crazy mass anger arise out of the group that's watching her. Um, It is these adults, families, grandpas, like they all are just saying this stuff. And so the this officer is trying to like light the thing on fire, but is unable to. And so people are like, yeah, you know, we're like the crowd's in it. And then something happens and the crowd's like, mumble, mumble, mumble. Yeah, kill her, blah, 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 blah. And so the officers are now instead of like focus on, oh, we need to kill her. No, it's more like these people want to show. They Mm -hmm. want her dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they want her dead. Like, we have come to do a job, and so one officer just takes his sword and just slices in to her neck. Oh, my just, God. A 12-year-old girl? Yeah. Yeah. What tw- the heck, bro? Like, who? Oh, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm, mm. I I don't either. It was really, really upsetting to read about because um, they were just so quick to just end it to snuff this little girl out so uh it is in some texts they say that when she was stabbed in her throat um you know blood started pouring onto the stadium and then some people were trying to say that when that started happening people people took cloths and tried to take the blood of hers to store it away because they felt like this moment might be like a martyr moment. It's really weird. Okay. okay. So, but I mean, a martyr moment 
but on the wrong side, right? Yes, it's so, so weird. That's just so ironic that they thought that this was going to be like a for their side, you know? But yeah, really it's for the other side because now she's the saint and she's remembered. But Jim Bob over there that took whatever from her, he's not going to be remembered. But she is. But she Ugh. is. Yeah, she's definitely remembered. Um, they they buried Agnes. Um, in Rome and you know a few days after her death uh, some some people were found kind of praying by her tome uh, her Jared I'm going to redo did, that did you, did you just did, did you just say tome yes no Hold keep on. it in keep no. it in keep it in keep it in she said tome tome in her tome <laughs> in her tomb Um, and you know people uh, started kind of like getting onto those that were starting to like pray near Agnes. And um, if you don't know what a relic is, relics are the human remains that are left over from a saint or a person that the church considers really pious. So when you hear relics, it's a it's a dead body. It's part of a dead body. It's very very common in the Catholic Church to take parts of dead saints and save them oh yes so that's a relic yes so okay. agnes so uh, i just don't i time is such a weird concept to me i guess because i really don't i really don't understand like you, you're gonna tell me that you have something from the year 300 a.d yeah yeah they have agnes's skull and what? her bones and they've put it in this really pretty box and it's a <sighs> relic that's in a church, but it's the it's the body of a child. Like I'm gonna just put that out there, um, and and I I I haven't found a direct explanation for why this is a thing, um, because even at one point relics, you know, these body parts. I'm talking like saints' fingers. I'm talking about saints' heads. Even the bloods, like they'll they'll try to preserve it somehow, and then they just kind of like go show them around different museums, and people will be like, "Ooh, ah. the tour." <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, there's I think a museum where they say they have the sphere of longest, which is supposed to be the sphere that killed Jesus Christ, but even then, that's up for debate because there's no direct evidence that says you know. Like, this execution happens, like crucifixion. Like, you don't ever really find remains of, like, actual wooden crosses because they kind of rot over time. So, yeah, her skull and her bones had to be unburied to collect it as a... (laughs) (laughs) They had to be unburied. (laughs) They had to get them out of the ground. And I think that's... They had to be dug up. (laughs) (laughs) They had well, to be like, unburied. Well, because like to me, it, it's it's so odd a little bit that they they bury somebody and then like like ten How, years, I, fifty I, years. Are we sure that's her? Yeah, it's uh, they're sure it's to- her. Tombstones be- from like freaking. 1803 are all like battered and tattered and worn down and whatnot. You know what I mean? So like, how is it, how do you know? How do they know? Cause how when did when did she become a saint? I'm sure you're probably going to get into that. I'm sorry, I'm probably sk- jumping the gun here a little bit. So she dies in 304, and it's about 50 years after that. So in 354, so 
she becomes okay. sanctified. Okay. So I guess that is it too long. So I guess they maybe did have like a little marker for her or whatever and they were able to go get it. And people hey, were praying, yeah. Thinking about just how old like Catholicism is. Yeah. Is insane to me, you know. It's it's very That's a very long time old. Ago, 304 AD. Yes, it's and like some people think that, oh, like right after Jesus Christ dies, oh, everybody's Christians. No, 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 no. It no, takes. There's still issues. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, the Christians at the time around this period, uh, it's like the apostles students. And so they're kind of a little smug about it. I'll be honest. Like, of course. So like if you go look at well, Paul. You people haven't changed. Look around. Look yeah. Around. People have not changed. Yeah. Like one thing I you know have been reading about, um, there's a great book. It's called The History of God and Violence. And it's, you know, kind of of uh, you know, a brief synopsis of all religions and all violence uh occurrences that have happened throughout history and it talked about how christians uh you know they started kind of holding themselves like above the pagans mm. and above the buddhists because uh they had like this kind of like government somewhat system going on and it made them powerful but at the same time they were such pricks about it For like sure. and even even the different groups of the apostles like their students and their teachings they all differed from each other so like you have like all these different branches of the same thing, and yet we still have the same results happen over and over again. And this is literally why that there's like theology degrees because there's so much that goes into it. Like not only is it history, it's its whole like it's its own branch of history. You know, oh my and that's gosh. insane. And the only the only fact that I remembered from like world history about like Christianity and whatever, it's like because how you're saying like they were not accept it right mm -hmm. and so they would have to draw the little christian fish oh, in yeah. the sand and like if they if they're like you you're a you know like fish you fish, fish i fish and then or like they do it to someone they're like bro what, why are you just okay like thank you they're like why'd you draw a fish i'm all right you know so <laughs> you're a witch no i'm just kidding <laughs> they're like ah um but yeah so agnes gets you know kind of taken up in like 50 years later so like it would it would be i think difficult if 300 years have passed but since only 50 they were like yeah we gotta go get her bones they're holy and sacred and you know, we're going to hold them. And I mean, Maria is covered in like wax. Uh, like her body's preserved in like wax and stuff. And so like her relic is uh, people think like she hasn't like rot, like rot, like how can I call it? Uh, like when they go and see her relic, St. Maria's, mm -hmm. they find themselves surprised because they don't expect to see like this child kind of encased in wax they expect to see bones i see wait that's right that's yeah. right but how so when she was buried originally was she in wax uh for saint maria uh no they did it after so that was part of their sanctification of creating a but relic she was bones agnes's bones so, like, 
Maria had only been buried for, I want to say like 10 years or so. Okay, because, but this was 50 years. Yeah, this was 50 years for Agnes. And you also need to understand, like, someone dying in 304 AD isn't going to be preserved like somebody who died in like... Oh, absolutely, Nin- absolutely. Yeah, like nineteen oh four. So we'll I take think mummies. That- well, actually, I think the mummies knew what the they were talking about. Like we, there's still hair on those bad boys, and that was so many years ago. Yeah. So, um, Agnes, you can find her relic. Her skull is preserved in a separate chapel um, in the Church of Saint Agnes in the Rome's Piazza Navona. That is a city square in Rome, Italy. So there's like a church there in Italy, mm-hmm. and in that square, there's going to be I a chapel. I've been there before. So I, I mean, I went to Rome, and I've been to the Vatican and everything. Um, but we're going back to Rome because our honeymoon well, got rescheduled, so now we're going to Greece. But we're we leave out of Rome, so I'm excited to do Rome again because I never really got to do it since my my mom. But um, this yeah. is the plaza she's in. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's pretty. So. Yeah, um, but I'm excited. So now that I know a little bit more about saints and everything, you know, I'm really excited to go back to Rome, go back to the Vatican and be like, oh, I I, I remember that person. I remember the exploding pope. The guy looked out that window or, you know what I mean? <laughs> you Or you could be like, oh, look, it's bones of a dead girl. Why, yeah, but that's why I really love like history and learning more about history because when you travel, you get to appreciate things so much more. Yes, you do. And like... I it I don't think I would I I I freak out about like saints and stuff but I think if I saw a, like one of those relics in person like, ugh. yeah like uh, there's definitely a relic well, it's where still, it's so yeah it's still at the end of the day a dead body yeah right and like yeah. a, kind of a famous dead body at that right yeah it's kind of how I felt when I saw the mummies you know in Egypt I was like Oh. oh, yeah, I, I've heard about you, my friend, and this is you, <laughs> literally in the flesh. <laughs> oh, I didn't, oh, this moment's here, and it's... And this is a little more creepy than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's the story of St. Agnes, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, again, that one is just a little bit shorter just because of the time period, and then you have to take into account, like... Mm-hmm. But I tried to add in a little bit more of an understanding of where it was, um, especially for what their reasoning was. Because that's as I start to learn more about Rome and their policies, because uh, I'm going through a Rome phase, too, <laughs> in my history phase. Uh, it, it was just interesting. It was interesting to see how even at that time people were like, huh, maybe we should uh, befriend this god. I'm like, that's a weird thing to say. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> let me just go. Let me go befriend this god real quick. That's and people right. were like, "No, I don't want to befriend this god. Let's go kill this twelve-year-old." Show uh, him. I, if I have to choose between befriending a twelve-year-old, or no, no, befriending a god, <laughs> or murdering a twelve-year-old, I'm gonna choose befriending obviously the murdering the. I mean, yes. Oh, what? Befriending? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Duh, obviously befriending a god. Like, come on, I'm not. I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> Your response did catch me off guard. I was like, wait, what? Um, But yeah, uh, I want to say thank you guys that have been awesome, that message us, that keep up with us and still are here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And by just continuing to listen, even though we go on these like stupid little mini hiatuses and we're trying to get better. 
really, really, I promise we, we really are. It's just tiring. I'm doing private practice now. I'm tired. Exciting I though. Therapy yesterday, and I'm just like, she's like, what's wrong? It's like, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just tired. I start crying. I'm like, I'm just tired. Like, oh, I'm no. Absolutely mentally fried. But yeah, I'm doing and- my best. I'm doing my best. I want to bring quality content to y'all. And I can't do that if my brain is out to lunch. Yeah, but- that's very true. So we try to at least give you guys the good stuff for sure so, uh, and let us know that you care that we're even here honestly <laughs> <laughs> are we just talking to a void are we talking to a brick wall tell us that you think Jordan's we're pretty mom i don't know did you but... say my mom <laughs> yeah Maybe she's probably like our one listener she's just re-downloading our episodes of oh yeah just her downloading, just listening. on different phones to just listen oh, to man. it well thanks jordan's mom for listening we love you <laughs> and leave us uh um find us on instagram at hellbound history um find us on instagram again at i think we only have instagram so yeah just, we don't just, just find us on the platform of the instagram at hellbound history and leave us a review we really do read all the reviews and we yeah. really try to be better so but again we appreciate you we love you so. and uh we'll see you next time goodbye bye